0: Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the Throne of Grace with Pastor Philip Branson Bello. Just a very short recap of uh, what we did last Wednesday. We talked about the gifts of the Spirit, spiritual gifts, and we have captioned it to say that we are gifted so can you say after me say i am gifted gifted. i am gifted gifted. hallelujah and we said that uh, that spiritual gifts are given to be given they're given to be given we said the strength in 1st Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 2 is the strength of the faith to strengthen the faith of someone else so the focus of my spiritual gift is to strengthen another person's faith did we get that? and we also said that we must not get stuck trying to name Or trying to uh, be apprehensive of what our spiritual gifts are. But we must more be interested in people, in the willingness to be a blessing to people, the willingness to um, focus on the needs of other people. And when we do that, our spiritual gifts will be revealed. That's what we said, and we said that knowing our spiritual gift is useless if the desire to strengthen the faith of others is not there. You remember? Right? We also said that everybody needs to be encouraged by um, the other member of the body of Christ. Nobody grows beyond encouragement. Remember we said that, Paul said in Romans chapter 1 verse 11 and 12 that I come, I'm coming to you so that I can impart to you spiritual gifts. And then in verse 12, he also began to say how I'm going to be encouraged by your own faith, or I'm going to be encouraged by you. So Paul the Apostle will draw strength also from the people, from the Corinthian church. That I may be encouraged together with you by mutual faith, both of you and me. So we said that no one goes beyond encouragement. No one goes beyond the place where you don't need your brother, you don't need your sister anymore. Praise God. We all need each other to survive. Hallelujah. We all need each other to survive. Uh, You cannot grow beyond... Being blessed by someone. If you grow beyond being blessed by someone, that's pride. Uh, No matter who comes up the podium and is preaching the gospel, the word of God is enough to bless you. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? The word of God is enough to bless you. So, a lot of people have too many things in the way, too many things standing in the way of their blessing. They're looking at who is speaking. And I mean to say that when you are conversing with your um, fellow brother and sister you may have familiarity in the way standing in front of you because you you feel this is someone I see every day or this is someone whom I know very much but you see what God does in the gospel the word of God is spiritual The effect of the word of God is spiritual. Hallelujah. The day you got saved and you got born again. Somebody just spoke the word. And you accepted the word. And you became a brand new living creation. Just by the speaking of someone's word or the word of God by someone to you. And you received it. You embraced it and you became a brand new person. There was no physical transformation of heaven opening and an earthquake when you got saved. It was just a word. Have you thought about it? Just a word. The Bible says he sent his word and it he healed them from all their diseases. He sent his word. There is power in the word. Praise God. There is so much of power in the word of God when we open our Bibles every day to read. There is so much life in here. Many people have built kingdoms by the word. Many people have overthrown kingdoms. Many people have built empires by the word. Bishop Oedekba one day um, took uh, Reverend Wally around Canaan land and was showing him how each of the buildings each of the faculties each of those um, phenomenal structures how they came about and he was telling them he said this one 1985 the Lord spoke to me and this was born and then he would drive past said this the Lord spoke to me this was born The Bible says that the world was framed by the Word of God. Hallelujah. The world, what you see, was framed by the Word of God. In the beginning the Bible says God said, let there be light. And scripture says there was light. So everything you see was created by the Word of God hallelujah the word of god has the ability to become what it is in you the word of god has the ability to become what it is in you there is no problem with the word there is no problem with the word of god the problem we're having today is the heart's problem and that's why the same seed Will fall on different grounds and produce different results. Because it's not a problem of the word, it's not a problem of the seed. One could be in church for donkey years but never experience growth because that person is not mixing the word with faith. Hallelujah. So we see that Paul is encouraged by the gifts of the church as well and we also said to distinguish between spiritual gifts and natural gifts or natural talent I mean to say natural talents don't strengthen faith natural talents will only excite you physically they would only arouse your senses but they may not strengthen your faith and we said that as believers we must focus on Strengthen the faith of others. Hallelujah. And we also said that your gifts are not earned, but you owe them to grace. You owe your your gifts to grace. Your gifts were not achieved. They were only received. Your gifts were not achieved. You never achieved. You never walked in your Christian race, and then you go to a particular point, and then a particular gift was given to you. No. It was given to you from the day you became born again. That's why it's important that you find to flame the gifts of God working in you. If you do not use your gifts, you are going to be as that unprofitable servant whom the master gave one and after many years came back and the man who didn't do anything with the one what he had was taken away from him you don't want to be like that person say amen somebody amen. we also said that spiritual gifts are not just in deeds but they are in words you remember we said that last week wednesday we said that uh, they are word oriented gifts and it doesn't necessarily mean that you must speak quoted scriptures in the bible because you want to express a spiritual gift in word it does not mean you have to say "Thus says the lord he who thou deed deeds <laughs> that's not necessarily a spiritual gift it can come that way, fine, praise God, if you are very accustomed to King James Version you will hear King James translation of the Holy Spirit speaking to you have you asked yourself, how do the village women hear the voice of God, people who don't understand English way, that's the Holy Spirit speaking you get my point, he's speaking in the different languages I wish I can speak one now that I've used the one. <laughs> Praise God. So, to to the Hausa man, the Spirit of God will speak Hausa. To the Igbo man, the Spirit of God will speak Igbo. To the Benin woman, Ewe my way. Call Praise God. To the confused person like me, he will speak English. You know what I'm saying? We don't know where we are from. (laughs) It's not as if I don't know, but I honestly feel like I'm just confused. Amen. You can't tell where I come from with my name. No? Philip Ransom Bello. What is that? (laughs) The ransom there means price. Ransom. You are ransomed. Yes. Yes. So, from the beginning, God created me from my mother's womb to represent Jesus. <laughs> Ransomed. One day, my dad got to school, and then he, he wanted to put me on the spot. He said, every ransom is handsome. Ha, <laughs> yeah. Hey, glory to God. If you notice, I've been appreciating myself lately. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't look down on yourself. God loves you the way you are. Amen. Your nose is unique. Your color is fine. You don't need to rub things. You don't need to rub kiwi (laughs) to be like Pastor Paul or Pastor Ohis. You don't need all of that. You don't need to rub anything to be like Annie. No. No. You're just fine the way you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So says the gifts are also word oriented. When you speak an inspiring word guided by the Holy Spirit, that can be a spiritual gift in display. Then we also said that spiritual gifts are deed oriented. Praise the Lord. And our gifts ultimately bring glory to God ultimately bring glory to God okay let's look at something um, just to add to what we did last week first Peter chapter 2 verse 9 first Peter chapter 2 verse 9 first Peter chapter 2 verse 9 it says but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Now, let's repeat this together with me. Say, I am a chosen generation. I am a royal priesthood. What does royal priesthood speak of? Royal priesthood. What does this speak of? Hmm? Just say, it is in use. Kings and priests. That you are both a king and also a priest. That's what royal priesthood speaks of. Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. "For For you have been made kings and priests unto our God. Hallelujah. So you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. There is something special about you. There is something special about you. There is something special about you. Now, no, no, stay there. Stay there. Stay there. Now, why did He say that you are all of this? He said you are all of this, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. There is a responsibility on your gift. Did you get that? There is a responsibility on your giftings. Your giftings must not be wasted. It says to proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. To proclaim the praises, to proclaim the virtues To proclaim the character of the one who called you out. What it means to say is that you are meant to be on display. You are meant to be on display. For a rich man to show you how wealthy he is. What he does is he begins to show you his assets. Because his assets are put on display for you to know how wealthy he is. So God wants to show the world that He is wealthy by showing you to the world. If you don't get it, you will never see how important you are. God wants to show that He is rich by displaying you to the world. That He will show to principalities and powers the manifold wisdom of God by the church that he will display to principalities and powers the multifaceted, the multi-dimensional wisdom of God by the church so God wants to prove he wants to brag with you God wants to show his power through you you know I told you that because he lives in you because God lives in you He is, in court, limited by you. Does it make sense in some sense to you? Because God lives in me, He's limited by me. It is what I do that people can see that He does. Because if I don't move, God cannot move. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17 says, that we are one with him. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Hehehe. Kari Bosha. but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Say this after me. I am joined to the Lord. I am one spirit with the Lord. You know, when we read the Bible, we don't go in-depth of the word to see what it's really saying. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. The Holy Spirit in you is not a separate entity inside you. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost in you is not like a small boy who is just sitting down. Or like an old man waiting there for... Counsel, you will come and draw from him. And your spirit can do what he wants to do. And when it needs counsel from the Holy Spirit, Baba, what do you say? Inside of you, yeah, you, you are now becoming schizophrenic. No. When you got born again, the Spirit of God mixed with your spirit. Hey, this is the way I understand it. The Spirit of God combined with your own spirit. And when the Spirit of God merged with my spirit, my spirit became one with Him. So that when Pastor Phil lays his hands, it is the Spirit of God that is laying hands. So that's why I'm telling you that you are one with the Spirit. He who is joined to the Lord is one Spirit with Him. He who is joined, say after me, say, I'm joined to the Lord. If this is your understanding, you can't see someone who is sick and think you are the one who is praying for the person. It's not you. It's the, it's, it's the union of the Spirit and the new creation. Look, when when the Holy Ghost came, the Spirit of God descended upon you and gave you the advantage. I've taught you about the advantage before. And I told you that the beginning of your advantage is the fact that you have the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit is not just a replacement, because there is a better dimension of the Holy Spirit in relation to you than when Jesus was operating isolatedly here on the earth. When the Holy Ghost came, he didn't come to return you back to the days of Adam. <laughs> he says, the first Adam was a living being, but the last Adam was the life-giving spirit. He was talking about Jesus. So, Jesus is better than Adam. The seed of Adam, which is Abel. The Bible speaks of the fact that the blood of Jesus speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. So when you got born again, He wasn't trying to take you back to the Garden of Eden. He brought you to a new man in Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 verse... I can't really remember where this is, but let's try Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Revelation chapter two verse ten. vision chapter two verse ten. Glory to Jesus. Said Hallelujah. Let's see verse. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them." Verse 11. Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called on circumcision by what is called the circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, that at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Zion or commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, Having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah! See, for he himself is our peace, who has made both one, and has broken down the middle wall of separation. He's talking about the Jews and the Gentiles. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances. Oh, one day we're going to talk about this. This powerful stuff here. So as to create in himself. Now look at, oh yeah, this is the scripture I'm looking for. It says, so as to create in himself. One new man. One new man. From the two. thus making peace. So Jesus came to you. And said to you, let's be one. And I'll be responsible for what you do. And you'll be responsible for what I do. So let's be one. So, Jesus is dependent on you. And you are dependent on Jesus. Now, when I mean Jesus is dependent on you, I mean it to say that the body of Christ here on the earth right now, Jesus depends on the body to do the work now. So, we are one with Him. Hallelujah. So, let's go back to First Peter chapter 2 verse 9 it says you are a chosen generation, a royal priest of the holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. May you use your gifts and the things that God has placed inside of you to show his praises. Amen. Don't get too religious, because showing the praise of God is not limited to you being in church. You are the light of the world, not the light of the church. (laughs) There's only one light we need in church, and that's Christ. But you are the light of the world. Like Pastor Dan said the other day, that the moon... Is getting its light from the sun. That's the way you are. You get your light from Christ, the song, S O N now, not S U N. And you shine in the dark. Jesus is called the morning star. He shines in the day. You see that? But you shine in the night because we are in prophetic period in a night season that is approaching to a day season the day season is the coming of Jesus Christ yeah he says I will walk while it is day for the time cometh when no man shall walk when God created the heavens and the earth There was no record of of um, the seventh day having an evening. (laughs) If you look at the first day, the first day, second day, third day, the morning and the evening were the first day, the second day, morning and the evening were the second day, the third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, morning and the evening were the um, fourth, fifth, sixth day. But on the seventh day. It spoke of it as the day. So there seemingly was no evening. Because he created things at particular times or days to demarcate what he was making. And when he rested from his work, man was in perpetual rest on the seventh day. But when Adam fell, the prophetic evening came in. Anyway, that's eschatology. So let's, let's go back to the word. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7. Well, let's start from verse 6. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. So that you come short in no gifts. Eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as the Standpoint Church, by the grace of God, we come short of no gifts. And now let me explain this to you. I started by saying in First Peter chapter 2 verse 9 that we all, are a royal priesthood being a royal priesthood is not exclusive to the pastors we all so let's say together we all i want you to get it say we all are are a royal priesthood so your responsibility is vital as much as that of the pastorate or those whom God has set in authority over you. So he says, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of Christ. Now, he's trying to tell you that the coming together of all of us is the coming together of the gifts required for the Standpoint Church to be what God wants her to be in this world. Did you get it? Let me explain it in another way. If you put all our gifts together, it will make up the required gifts necessary for TSP to be who God wants her to be in this nation and in the world by extension. So that TSP will not function only by my giftings effectively, but will also function collectively by your gifting, her gifting. Everybody else is gifting. So that's why the Bible is here saying that, so that you come short in no gift. If you're looking for those who are in the prophetic, they're here. Now, the pastor is not the one with the most anointed gift. Actually, there are some church settings that the pastor is strictly a teacher. But the members of the church operate in the prophetic. And that doesn't mean that they don't submit to the pastor. Because God has put him over them. As a matter of structure and order. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that when you are speaking of the church collectively, everybody has a gift that is necessary for the church. Now, a time is going to come where, when we need the gift of mercy, for example, Or the gift of empathy yes the gift of mercy for example in which we translate to mean missions and giving aids to those who are less privileged and to the widows to the abandoned children to the motherless the gift of mercy there will be people in this house who are blessed with that gift that will express that gift at the highest level of excellence and standard when you're looking for someone who is a teacher, you will see that in the house, there are teachers amongst us. When you're looking for someone who has the gift of administration, you'll see that in the house, there are people who are blessed with the administrative gifts. So, there is a mighty supply here. Do you my, my point? There's a mighty supply. So, we are gifted. We have... Come short of no gift, so that everybody is useful for the body and for the local church, so that we manifest our purpose here in this nation. So you need to wake up your gift, because Pastor Phil needs it, Pastor Ideal needs it, Pastor Shola needs it, or God needs it. Do you understand what I'm saying? The world needs your gift. So my point is, God is sending to us skilled labor. And they're coming in their number. They're coming so that the grace to teach when you go out on evangelism is there. When you see people who are passionate for the gospel, you find them here. We're complete. There's a mighty supply. Hallelujah. For, the Bible says... That according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus, right? According. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you think. Okay? Now, according is not out of. According does not mean out of. Out of means there is a fraction from what he's taking it from. But according means that he's giving you in the exact measure of what the reserve is. So your gift, you're going to storm the world. You're going to storm the world. Because your gift is according. According to the reserve. You see, God does not become less by blessing someone. God does not reduce because he gave. And the reserve in heaven does not come short because he gave. So here it says that, so that you may come short in no gift. He's talking to the Corinthian church. And I speak to TSP. That will come short in no gift. Amen. Oh come on say be amen. He says in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. In one seed. That is in Jesus Christ now. In thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. What it means is that the needs of the world are going to require specific gifts. And in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on top of the mountains. And all nations shall flow to it. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 1, Isaiah chapter 2 verse 1, thank you Jesus, he said the word that Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, now we shall come to pass in the later days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of what is there an S on the mountains there? Okay, so it's, it's speaking about plural, Sectors. Upon all the sectors. Did you get it? That the later days, that the mountain of the Lord, you see that Lord there is in capital letters. Speaking of Jehovah God. That the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains. What it means is that when you see the sectors, you will see the church in the highest level of affairs. So that's why we need our gifts. We need our gifts. On the top of the mountains. And shall be exalted above the hills. And all nations shall do what? Shall flow to it. Now, this is prophetic concerning the standpoint church. That, you see, it says all nations. All nations shall flow to it. As I'm speaking here now, I'm physically talking to maybe 60 people thereabouts. But in the Spirit, I'm talking to thousands of people. It says, all nations shall flow to it. All nations shall flow to it. For a nation to flow up to a mountain, that's, that's some force pulling it. You know what I'm saying? You know, we've talked about that before. That things don't flow up, things flow down. But when things are flowing up to a mountain, it means there is something pulling it. And that's the way the church has become. That's who we're going to be. That is who we are. Hallelujah. So. This ministry comes short of no gifts. Yes. Henry, when you're praying, I want you to pray that scripture. 1 Corinthians 1, seven, That we come short of no gifts in the manifestation and the, and the deeds of what God has called us to do. That we come short of no gifts. Hallelujah. Say after me, say, I am a gift in the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 7, verse 7. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Corinthians 7, verse 7. Paul says, For so I wish that all men were even as myself. But each one has his own gift from God. One in this manner and another in that manner. So you have yours. Say, I have mine. Say it again. Say, I have mine. Everybody has her own gift. You have yours. And yours is valid. Like we said last Wednesday that. Paul uses the body to describe the church. So if one member doesn't express his own gift, the other member is going to suffer. Some people don't believe they are gifted. You see, because you can't because you can't sing does not mean you don't have a gift. Yeah? Because you can't play the instrument like opera or like Mark Rock. Does not mean you're not gifted. He says, but each one. The Bible does not lie. He says, each one has his own gift. From whom? From God. I'm gifted. I have mine. You have yours. We all have our gifts. But see something interesting in this scripture. It says one in this manner and another in that. The Bible (laughs) the Bible is very interesting, you know. It says you have a gift in a manner. So he's speaking of the operation of the gift. He's not describing the gift in its inactive form. That just came now. It's not in my iPad. As I saw it, it just hit me. So we don't care about your gift in its potency. We're interested in your gift in its expression. That's why it says, some, in this manner, this is the way her own gift is. She behaves like that. <laughs> Do you understand it? Yes. This is the way his own gift is. He behaves like that. See, that's why when you're trying to behave like someone else, <laughs> <laughs> hold <up. laughs> I saw that for the first time yesterday. Is it yesterday or today? Yesterday. Hold up. (laughs) Praise God. The Bible says your gift is in a manner. (laughs) So please find out what manner your gift is. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there. For some it is... Gonna bless you. Um, Feel the Holy Ghost. Some, it is here. They will never leave this place. They will speak from here. And the person who is running up and now sweating is the same walk. Is the same. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Some, it's, it's different. Your own manner is different. There's a way you talk. There's a way you say it. There's a way you put your words. That the Holy Spirit uses it. And your own manner brings out the beauty of God in a dimension. So it says, one in this manner and another in that manner. Praise God. So say after me, say, I have my own gifts. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16, this is from let's start from verse 11, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, you remember? And some pastors and some teachers, these are ministry gifts. Some people are confused as to what it means when they say someone is a reverend, someone is a bishop, someone is a... Where where is he? There is no bishop there, there is no reverend. Now that's just office. The reverend, the bishop, the pope, the archbishop, all that is just office. But the ministry gift is going to be basically in the prophetic, the evangelistic, the pastoral, the teaching, and the apostolic. That's the ministry gift for the equipping of the saints. You get it? So, um, you remember how we use the thumb to, yeah, alright, this one is what? The apostle, the big thumb. This one is the, the prophet, the index finger, the prophet, the one that points, and the longest finger middle finger the evangelist the married finger the pastor and then the small one the teacher okay verse 12 for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry i've taught you this before that the apostle prophet evangelist pastor teacher are not the only people who do ministry but these people equip other people for ministry you get what i'm saying so that's why it says those five guys for the equipping of the saints so that the saints can do the work of ministry Yeah, for the edifying of the body of christ verse 13 till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ verse 14. that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine so after me say i'm not a child child. tsp listen to me is very key for you whenever you go to any place and you're listening to a message I like the way Pastor Wale puts it, it says, let your Christ antenna rise up, so that whatever you hear, if it is not in conformity to Christ, you know you don't take it. And and subconsciously, that's what I do. Whenever I go to a place, I'm listening to a preaching, if the preaching is not (laughs) Christocentric, yeah. If the, if the preaching does not direct you back to Christ. Now there are many of that on TV. There are many of that in this country. Father kill them, destroy them. My blood is bitter. I'm not a Christmas goat. Now how does that connect to Christ? Do you understand what I'm saying? How does that connect to Christ? I'm not here to criticize what any other person does. No. But I just have to use an example so you understand what I'm saying. Not every food is for you. So you must make sure your Christ antenna is high up. So the first thing you're doing is where is Christ in all of this? Where is the finished work of Christ in this? If something is always hammering on your ability if there is a message that is always appealing on your ability and takes you outside of the ability of Christ or what Christ has done then that's the law that's not grace so your Christ antenna must be heightened anytime any pastor come even if I invite anybody here Yes, some of the, sometimes you know I'm, I'm very careful because I don't want anyone to poison you and to misfeed you. And what one person does, the damage he does, I would need three months to start correcting. Enough it. You get my point? So I try as much as I can. I listen to their messages. You're you're my friend. Oh yeah, but I need to know where you stand on this gospel. You get what I'm saying? So. Let your Christ antenna be high up Whenever you hear any message And whoever it is That is talking Make sure your Christ antenna is up Don't say because it's this person Do you know what Paul said? Paul said that If an angel comes After I have gone To preach another gospel Let him be accursed He even said If I come And preach different from what I'm preaching now. Don't receive it. He was so sure that what he was saying is from the Lord. So that's why TSP were being raised to be Christ conscious. Okay, that one is not here. (laughs) Okay, he's on the bottom. I would have considered it as major hand falling. Then <laughs> I know it's done. I know now. Don't you see the way my hand just stayed there? <laughs> Praise God! Raising a Christ-conscious church. Yeah. So that we should no longer be children. So which tells you that children are the ones who eat anything. Is that not true about physical children? You see, a a, a toddler, everything is food for him. Any church you go to and the man of God is the superstar. Ah, if you don't meet the man of God, the heavens are blocked. (laughs) Any church you go to where the pressure is on the man of God and not on Christ or the Word. You see, God is easy. He has taken the pressure off you and me. And He has put the pressure on the Word. The pressure is on Christ. And God is... He will be unrighteous not to do what you want Him to do. I get getting what you believe for Him to do? As long as it's in accordance to His will and the Word. Hallelujah says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. We're not like that. We're not that kind of people that is carried away by every wind of doctrine. There's a new move now in town. You know, there was a time where the move of calling your phone numbers and calling your names and all that familiar spirits there was a time that move came. And God delivered one of my pastors from delving in there. <laughs> Bassy seems to know who. <laughs> Amen. My neck is like this because it may be in that direction. <laughs> Praise God. But we have come to know better. Not to say that the Spirit of God cannot operate like that. Don't you know your number? <laughs> Are you getting to see what I'm saying? There was a time that wave came, that prophetic wave, the prophetic ministry has been abused. Now for there to be fake prophetic moves is significant of the fact that we almost know there is the original <coughs> The Old Testament prophets prophesied to Christ, 1st Peter chapter 1, do you want to see this? Let me show you now, 1st Peter chapter 1, 1st Peter chapter 1, Peter an apostle of Jesus Christ to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia please just move forward a bit please (laughs) elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ grace to you and peace be multiplied verse 3 blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead Verse 4. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. 5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice through now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Let me look at myself to know exactly where this is. Is it. Um, did you find it? Verse 10, yeah? Okay. Go to verse 10. Now, let's start from verse 9. Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Verse 10. Of this salvation, that's this gospel, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it's the power of God unto what? So it's the gospel that produces salvation. So he says, of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that you will come into, or the grace that would come to you. So the Old Testament prophets were prophesying unto Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Old Testament prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, the emphasis of their prophecy was on the coming of the, of the Savior. Even David, who is regarded as a prophet, prophesied of a particular day in which there will be a people called blessed, whose sins will not be imputed on them. He's talking about the gospel. So, the old covenant prophets were prophesied unto the day of salvation. The New Testament prophets prophesied from Christ. The Old Testament prophets, they prophesy to Christ. The New Testament prophets, they prophesy from Christ. So, the language of a genuine, now I'm not talking about predictive prophecy, but the language of a genuine prophet, of the new covenant, as touching the mind of God for the church, will always be in past tense. Because he's speaking from from Christ. Do you get that? Verse 11. Verse 11 says, Searching what, or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, who was in them, was indicating, when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ, and the glories that would follow. Are you seeing that? That's the job of the... So, prophecies about Christ... Verse 12. To them it was revealed that not to themselves, but to us, they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things which angels desire to look into. Hey. When the Old Testament prophets were prophesying about the coming salvation, Angels were desirous of that message. They wanted, they were eager to know what the gospel was. So now, you who have come to the knowledge of the unsearchable riches of Christ. That's why I told you there is a mighty supply. The unsearchable riches of Christ. The gospel is unsearchable. Verse 13. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So let's go back to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. Let me close with just two more, then we'll be good. No, verse... um, Sorry, what verse were we? We're in 14, yeah. Let's go back to 14. Is it 14? Yeah, 14. They're carried away by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. This is what happens in a lot of churches. And that's why I believe that the standpoint church, as young as we are, we're going to be corrective of our generation. And what it is... That must go on in the body of Christ. Praise God. Amen. Timothy was a bishop at the age of 17. And Paul told him, Let no man despise your youth, but be thou an example to the believers. Not to the unbelievers. Be thou an example to the believers. In words, spirit, conduct, faith, heart, love. So, this part of the body of Christ which this Christ generation that God is raising, we're going to refocus other members of the body of Christ back to the head. Because the problem we're having is that members of the body of Christ have forgotten they are connected to the head, which is Christ. Christ is not in the picture. Verse 15, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. Verse 16. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by whatever joint supplies according to the effective working. Do you see the word according again? Do you see that word According. Okay, so according is talking about the full measure of the reserve. According. According to the effective working by which every part does its share. According by which every part does, another version says, its work. See, so if, if, if each one of us Walk according to the according. Were too much to cause a revolution. Twelve people, twelve local men that Jesus chose. He pulled them to himself, trained them, spoke to them, breathed upon them. Receive ye the Holy Spirit. They accepted the gospel. They heard the gospel. Accepted the gospel. They lived the gospel. They walked the gospel. And then they shared the gospel. They talked about it. That's a, comp- that's a complete transition. Because you cannot limit the gospel to your hearing it. To your accepting it. To your leaving it, and that's where it ends. You have to talk about it. That's the end of the transition. Talking about the gospel. We're coming into another dimension, and where I begin to talk about soul winning. You know, the passion for soul winning has to come back. Evangelism must be a supreme task for you and I. Praise God. The Bible says, do the work of an evangelist. Hallelujah. So it says according to so the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself. I see that. Let's use the Amplified Version. Let me see what the, I'm curious, see what the Amplified says. For because of Him, the whole body, the church, in all its various parts, Closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments with which it is supplied, when each part part with power adapted to its need. Whoa! You remember when I was talking about the needs of the world? Whatever the need, whatever the need of the world is, the answer is here. Remember when I said that? Why? Because. We are not lacking in any gift. That's what I'm trying to say. So, with power adapted to its need, is working properly in all its functions, grows to full maturity, building itself up in love. Which means that if we all work in our gifts we will grow ourselves we will grow ourselves praise God then the Bible says in love in love in love 1 Peter 4 verse 10 1 Peter 4 verse 10 1 Peter 4 verse 10 as each one has received a gift minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God say I have a gift and I will minister my gift so put all the scriptures down I'm, I'm, I'm saying them so you can write them down put them down two more scriptures first Timothy chapter 4 verse 14 first Timothy chapter 4 verse verse 14 Do not neglect the gift that is in you which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. So I commend you not to neglect the gift that is in you. Don't abandon it. Don't despise your gift. Use your gift. Put your gift to work. Praise God. Put your gift to work. Second Timothy, lastly, uh, chapter one, verse six. Second Timothy chapter one, verse six. Second Timothy chapter one, verse six. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you, through the laying on of my hands. I commend you to stir up the gift which is in you by the laying on of my hands. Stir up the gift that is in you. My dad taught me very early, at the age of 12, that there are two basic ways you stir up the gift. He said number one, prayer. And number two, practice. Prayer, practice. He told me stir up the gift by prayer. Fan the flame by prayers. Then number two, he said, Practice. Practices Put the gift to work. Make sure your gift is at work. At the given opportunity, we'll talk about the gift of God in display uh, during evangelism. We're going to talk about that much later. Amen. I was telling Pastor I do something. I said, When God wants to do something, give Him the opportunity to do it. If there's a healing wave that is about to come to the church, we give God the opportunity for Him to do what He wants to do by organizing healing programs and then God will heal the people. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, you want to see the gift of being an evangelist, walking in you, go out. You want to see the gift of walking of miracles, look for those who are sick. Give God the opportunity. Praise God. So stir up the gift that is in you. Many of you are stirring up. What you are stirring up is salary. That's the only thing you are stirring up. You are working for salary. Two for seven. And that's what you are caught up with. You are lost in it. You are working for bread. Shelter. Clothes. And that's it. But you are not focusing on stirring up the gift. Hallelujah. I pray that you will stir up the gift. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Bow down your heads as we pray. mark rock, help me. Just bow down your head as we say, Lord, help me to use my gift. Help me to stir up my gift. May I find the flame. May I put to practice. May I put to work that which you have called me to do. I want you to pray genuinely and say Lord help me to find the flame that I disturb the gift of God which is in me through the laying on of hands that gift that I have received for everyone each one has a gift each one has a gift. Now say after me, everybody, say Lord, Lord. I want to hear your voices loud. Say, Lord, Lord. I can hear you. Say, Lord, Lord. I recognise that I am gifted. I, I recognise that I have received a gift. I recognise that I must stir up the gift. I choose from today to apply myself that I will work my gift for the profit of all. I choose today not to be carried away by the necessities of life and by the primary things of common living. But I choose today. Some people are not praying. You're just, you're just lost. It's easy to just be lost. Some of you are just looking. Say, but I choose today to walk in the gift that you have called me to. I stir up the gift according to your power that is at work in me for the profit of the body of Christ in the name of Jesus Christ that the excellence of the power is of you and not of me. So it is today. From now henceforth. My gift will no longer be. In its potential. But in its expression. That people will see the manner of my gift. And I will be blessed by my gift. My world will be blessed by my gift. My church will be blessed by my gift. My nation will be blessed by my gift. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So shall it be. That God will empower you. God will increase you. God will raise you. That your gift will spread to the world. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen.